these are your hosts, Grace, Kim, and Brianna Hi. from the MISN CAP team. This podcast is under the Real Women's Forum and aims to serve and discuss themes on trust in relationships, sexual health, hygiene, racial issues, and misogyny, among other things. One of those things is the addition of subjects that pertain to youth. We have created a section under our podcast named Adolescence with an X, where we will speak on topics that particularly relate to youth. Before we start, a small disclaimer, the Real Women's Forum podcast does not issue any medical advice. Instead, the podcast serves as a safe and brave space for women and other members of the community to discuss with common concerns and share their experiences. We encourage you to visit MISN's website to seek information on specialized programs regarding health insurance, improving birth outcomes, and educating teens on the risks of being sexually active. Today, we are here with Karen, a volunteer coordinator at the Food Bank of Hudson Valley. Thank you so much for agreeing to be with us today. Thank you for having me. So uh, our first question for you is, what is it that you do? Can you explain to us a little bit about your role and just like how you keep things together? <laughs> okay, so there's a couple different aspects of my job. The main thing that I do is to train new volunteers for every shift. Our shifts are about an hour and a half. And sometimes we have regulars and sometimes we have new people. So it's up to me to make sure the new volunteers know what they're doing. I also have to manage the schedule of the volunteer shifts, as well as manage the group requests that come in. If people want to come in with their friends, with their coworkers, with a club, they send a group request in and Jack and I handle those. I also work a little bit with recruiting new volunteers and maintaining the existing volunteers that they keep coming back. It's really touching to see all the volunteers come in and be so excited to help people. We are sorting through donations that are mixed. We get two different kinds of donations. Some of our donations come in with an entire pallet of the same product. And then we get donations from grocery stores or food drives or warehouses where everything is kind of mixed together. So what the volunteers do is they sort through those, put them into categories, and then we can enter them into inventory. So the agencies that provide the food to directly to people can shop for what they need a little bit easier. And how do you find or create opportunities for your volunteers? So... The schedule is pretty set. The um, In the past, there was only volunteer shifts five days a week. But when I got hired six months ago, we decided to expand the shifts to seven days a week so we can keep up with the demand of the donations. So one way that we um, have new opportunities is that we do do shifts seven days a week. There are some holidays. Obviously, we get to have off on holidays. But there are a number of different things that volunteers can do. They have options to sort produce. That's during the week. Those don't have weekend shifts, but on the weekends, they can come to the warehouse, sort dry goods or frozen food. People make boxes. People help us break down boxes, <laughs> clean up. There's a ton of fun things for uh, volunteers to do. Are there seasons where there's less volunteer work, like less volunteers coming in or generally less things for volunteers to do where you may struggle to find Absolutely. things for people to do or just find people to help out? Absolutely. We struggle with um, people helping out not during the holiday season. Obviously, right now we are jam packed. We're having a lot of full shifts and our maximum right now is 15. We have a rather small sorting area. And especially because of COVID, we limit to 15 volunteers at a time. 
So we are maxed out for a lot of the shifts right now. But during the rest of the year, uh, we struggle sometimes to have more than eight or nine people per shift. We feed people 365 days a year. People are hungry all year long. The holiday season is very important to us, but the rest of the year, people still need food. So we always need volunteers all year long. Mm -hmm. And we talked a bit in our last podcast about giving back and how people are in need all year round. And like, we understand that during the holidays is kind of the time when people feel most drawn to wanting to give back and give gifts to people and help take care of your community. But this is a job that needs to be done all the time. And we can't limit that to just the holidays. And it takes a Absolutely. She said yeah, it takes a village. I, oh yeah, it definitely takes a village. As the groups have been coming in the last month or so, I've been kind of putting in their brain that January, February, we're going to need people again. So I've been trying to maintain the off season. And then our next question for you is, what is your favorite way to give back during the holiday season? That's a tough question because I like to volunteer all the time. But during the holiday season, I kind of I like to remind people that not everybody has a holiday season mm -hmm. and it's important for us to treat people with dignity that we're giving food to and treat people with dignity that we're either donating to or anything like that. So remembering that Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, but on a Wednesday, they might not have a meal. So my favorite way to give back is I volunteer outside of the food bank as well. I will be volunteering this afternoon at Newburgh Mutual Aid, and um, I will be unpacking a truck and helping pass out food to people in need. Um, it's seeing the other side of what we do at the food bank. I also like to encourage people to share a meal in terms of people that can't afford it to donate to people that can't afford it and any kind of activities that are around this time, whether it be adopt a family or, you know, just finding pantries that are in need as well as at the food bank, reminding people that when you're there to treat everybody with dignity and they're hungry and they deserve everything that we can give them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really amazing. I think it's always important, especially if you're job is already a service job where you're already working to serve other people to also find ways to provide service that also interests you and something that you're passionate about. Newburgh in general, there are a lot of homeless people. So I try to always carry like extra snacks and stuff to give out because I know that of course money will go a long way, but I feel like sustenance is probably what people are more in need of. Um, and at least then I can be assured that I at least did something to feed you for the day, even if this is the only meal you have, or this is the only thing you get to eat, then I know that I did my part and, yeah. you know. And I think when you think, when you say the word donate, a lot of people think of money, but you can donate your time. You can donate stuff that you have that you don't use or you don't need. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different ways to give back, like you said. Absolutely. And if you are creative, there are very good ways to donate. Um, last year, when things were a little bit crazy, my mom spearheaded an, a, um, an initiative called Random Scarves of Kindness, where um, they collected a ton of scarves and they hang them up all around Newburgh. And um, it was great because they all disappeared. And they just had a little card like, take me if you need me. And that was it. That's amazing. So yeah. Some people, they bought scarves and some people made scarves and it was just like a cute little thing to do, especially during the pandemic when some people can't make it to a store or mm -hmm. can't afford to go to a store. It was really a wonderful initiative. 
Yeah. Asking for help can be hard. And so for someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable to go to a shelter or somewhere where you can get clothes for free to be like, oh, I really need this. It might just be easier to take it when it's free. You know what I mean? And it um, takes away like the stigma from having the pride. Like sometimes people have pride and they don't want to yeah. go into food banks or go into a shelter and it just makes them feel some type of way. Like you said, they don't, you don't want to give no one judgment when they go into these places because they're in need. So something mm-hmm. as simple as putting it outside, they're like, oh, that's great. I can just grab it and it's there for me already accessible. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between a food bank and a food pantry for some of our listeners who may not know? Absolutely. It's one of the biggest um, confusions that happens because the words and the, um, the language is so similar. So food pantries are places where it's typically like a church or an outreach center where people can come and receive food. Um, usually they do distribution a few days a week and they are set up with fridges and freezers and people who can pack and hand out food. A food bank is the warehouse where the donations are received and packed and ready to send to the food pantries, the shelters, any other place in need. Sometimes we have mass distributions that are sent out and it's more behind the scenes, which I kind of (laughs) love, but some people are looking for that face contact with people. And that's when um, volunteering in a pantry is always good. It can be a little intimidating at the warehouse, I have to admit, Um, but we we definitely make it fun for the volunteers, but people do get confused. They want to hand out food directly to people. And I understand that because I do that on my days off. So yeah, it's two different things. And I know you mentioned that you get donations, but are there other ways that the food bank gets its food and supplies? Yeah, so there are a ton of different places that send us food, whether it be USDA or the stores or the warehouses. I know um, UNFI is one of our biggest donors that um, they supply to Whole Foods, which is kind of like one of the coolest donations we get because their stuff is ridiculous expensive and wonderful. And it's like Whole Foods. The foods that are in there are very health. So they're one of our biggest donors and it's great because it comes directly from the warehouse. So usually the dates are really good and usually the product is really good. So we can send a lot of that out. USDA is a big donor. I know there's a bunch of other ones that I probably can't remember, but it's nice. I, I typically don't always know who the donors are. Sometimes the drivers will write the name of the store on the sticker. And sometimes it's just like, oh, those are target boxes. This must be a target donation. Um, the next question we have is what's the biggest challenge the food bank or the program faces? So in terms of our specific program, the hardest challenge that we face, me and Jack, is that we have to train volunteers in the beginning of a shift who maybe have never sorted food before, or it's teenagers who have never been to a grocery store to shop for food, so they don't know what to look for. So that's a little bit of a challenge. And then getting volunteers on the off season, that is one of our biggest challenges, Um, especially summertime, we really slowed down. Some of our teacher volunteers came a lot during the summer, Um, but the kids who need the school requirement, I know a lot of our volunteers come from Cornwall and Cornwall High School, and they have to do a requirement for graduation. So when they come during the school year, they're kind of like our go-to volunteers. But yeah, during the off season, getting volunteers is, is a struggle, but we work at it. Sure. 
Our next question is, what are some ways that you think families can give back and serve in this season? I know that obviously there are volunteer opportunities at the food bank, but as you said, you guys have had pretty full shifts. So what are some other ways or ideas that you have for people who are trying to find ways to give back with their families this season? So a big thing people can do is organize a food drive. And our food drives are typically, people usually spend a couple of weeks um, collecting food from a church or a club or families down the street. And all you have to do is you can contact Leanna. I think her contact information is on the website and she can send out the flyer of the things that we typically need when to drop off, what, um, it'll have our address, 195 um, Hudson Street, Cornwall and Hudson, that um, people can put everything together. We love when people do food drives. A lot of times when people do volunteer in a group, they do do food drives. Mm -hmm. Um, The other way is if you do have a little extra cash in your pocket to make a donation, and you can do that directly on the website. You can, on our website, you can also look up a list of agencies that we participate with. And for days like Christmas and Thanksgiving, where we are actually closed, you can find a pantry where you can volunteer. Um, They are, I think a lot of the agencies are now open to more volunteers. Um, I know that some of them had COVID restrictions where there weren't a lot, but I do get a lot of calls and emails about people wanting to help out on Thanksgiving. And I found a church that I'm going to be volunteering at, but we are actually closed Thursday and Friday that week. So yeah. Good to know. And for anyone who is looking for a food drive to donate to here at MISN, we do have our own Thanksgiving food drive and we will be making a donation to the Food Bank of Hudson Valley. So Feel free to come by any of our offices and drop off any supplies. Our flyer is posted on our Instagram and on Facebook and pretty much anywhere you can find us. So (laughs) drop off your donations by the 19th of November. Make sure to donate. I know. We will love to go through everything. Um, Keep in mind that when you are doing a food drive, not to just clean out your cupboards because it... um, Check the expiration date. Yes. (laughs) It becomes a little bit of a game of who can find the oldest date Um, when we're doing food drives. Sometimes things are as old as 2018, 2019, and it's just a little bit of garbage, but for the most part, food drives are wonderful. People are very happy to donate with them. So please also check your expiration dates (laughs) because we do not want to be giving expired food out or to make it seem like there's plenty of food to give and then majority of it is expired. No, that'd be horrible. I definitely have to clean out my pantry. I think I have some like five-year-old spinach. Yeah. Like canned spinach. Lord. (laughs) Well, check the date because some canned goods. Okay, so, and I tell volunteers this all the time. um, The date on a lot of products is what we call a best buy date. And this is when manufacturers think their food is going to taste best buy, not necessarily when it goes bad. So we do extend those dates. If it says EXP rather than BB, those are real dates. We are very strict with those, but the ones that are best buy, we extend those um, to something more reasonable because there is a lot of food waste in this country and in other countries. Mm -hmm. And we like to feed as many people as we can. So uh, we have our second to last question. What makes your work so important? So this was like the toughest question. (laughs) Um, Everything, everything makes my work important. So I get to feed a ton of people. It's my job to feed them. And 
I think that's like the coolest thing ever. It's also important for me to make the volunteers feel valued because it is more of a behind the scenes volunteer activity. They're not getting that face-to-face, you know, handing out the food directly to people. It's my job to make them feel valued and important. So it feels good to make them feel good about what they're doing and reminding them that we get to feed a ton of people. In 2020, we distributed over 55 million pounds of food in 23 counties. So that's not only the Food Bank of the Hudson Valley, but the Regional Food Bank of New York. And that is 40% more than in 2019. And obviously because of COVID, you probably would have expected we would have less donations, but we actually had more. We were able to feed more people. That is the equivalent of 46.5 million meals that we were able to distribute in 2020. Being able to be a part of that, that's pretty amazing. And um, it's also the best thing is making the volunteer shifts fun. It can be tedious. It can be, I mean, not really tedious. It is a lot of fun what it is, but it's, you know, we're in a warehouse, <laughs> we're sorting through food, we're listening to the one radio station that actually comes in where we are. <laughs> it's the same 10 songs every hour, oh, but we make it fun. And the volunteers, they absolutely love it. And I love it. Yeah, that it, sounds fun. It sounds really fun. I think the important thing also to remember about service is that, although I think, as you were saying, most people tend to go for the face-to-face interaction that feels more rewarding because you're like, I'm can see the people directly that I'm helping. But also service is not just about the individual, it's about helping a community and like for the greater good. And I think when you think about it from that perspective and think about, you know, even though I'm not seeing the direct interaction with the direct person that I'm helping, like I still know that the work that I'm putting in now is going to help somebody somewhere eventually. And I think that can make any type of community service or anything you're doing as volunteer work significantly more rewarding yeah or even just thinking about like if the behind the scenes didn't happen then it wouldn't like would never go down the chain yeah it wouldn't make the in a way if you like think about it that's the most important part yeah because if if anybody was sorting then how are the places getting the food mm -hmm. absolutely and if people who are listening to this are actually excited about this opportunity and are looking for work we are actually hiring right now for the warehouse And um, right now, me and Nicole are the only women in the warehouse. So having some more women in the warehouse would be wonderful. We're hiring for drivers and warehouse workers. Uh, We have to meet the demand. And um, the application, I believe, is on the website. If you guys are interested, I think for the driver, you have to have your CDL. But for the warehouse, I don't think there are any requirements um, for that. You'll just have to learn like I did how to use the forklift, which was intimidating, but lots of fun. He's like, it would be pretty cool, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And our last question. So earlier you touched upon um, how there is like so much waste and food and expiration dates and stuff like that and being aware of those things. But how else can we help our local food banks or even just like our community in general? So... The traditional ways of giving back are having food drives, volunteering, and donating. But the other things that you can do is just be aware of the other people in your community that are in need. And they're, you know, like 
not hoarding toilet paper or um, driving up the prices of random things because you are only thinking about yourself. So thinking about other people is the most important. We share this planet with millions of people and there's plenty to go around. And if we can just remember that we are not the only ones around, we can do it. Yeah, that's pretty great. In addition to that, just being aware, like um, if you're someone who understands that you're privileged enough to have meals every day and all of that, but you also know that there are people within your community that don't have that experience, being aware of food banks, being aware of food pantries and just knowing where they are so you can even just give that knowledge to someone else. Like if you see someone that's asking for food, you can tell them, hey, you know, there's actually a food pantry on this, at this place, this time, this day, or there's a soup kitchen at this time, this day, like you should go by and get a hot meal because like it's getting cold outside and obviously you need to eat. So just being aware of what there is in your community to help out other people can also be a really big way to help local food banks and to help your community. Absolutely. And I don't think I said what our website actually was. So it's foodbankofhudsonvalley.org. Don't put the the in there, you won't find it. Or you can just search for Food Bank of Hudson Valley. And I also wanted to let everyone know that I made a really cute Instagram for work. (laughs) And it is my name, Karen, C-A-R-Y-N underscore Food Bank Hudson Valley, if y'all want to follow it. I post about volunteer opportunities. I post little funny videos of everyone volunteering and memes, of course. (laughs) So (laughs) if you're interested because in my Instagram, I have the link to sign up to volunteer and I am a resource. So if you even just want to directly to reach out to my Instagram, that's totally fine. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. This has been great and um, very educational. And I think our listeners are really going to appreciate it. If anyone listening is interested in being interviewed or knows someone that might be interested in being interviewed for our podcast, please reach out to us via text or call at 845-248-3942. Thank you for listening. Bye.